We are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have such a fun show for you today. We are going to break down every playoff matchup for Wild Card Weekend. Webb, are you ready for today's show? Always ready, Coop. Before we get to the picks and the preview, I do want to start with some interesting news from the NFL today. David Culley, the head coach in Houston, was fired. They fired their offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly, as well. He went 4-13 and this season. That's with no Deshaun Watson and a rookie quarterback. The rookie quarterback was arguably the second best rookie quarterback this season. I was informed that Coley was only guaranteed two seasons when he signed last offseason. But according to Tom Pelissero, the Texans owe Coley $17 million over the next three seasons. So he got paid $22 million for one year's work. Webb, you and I didn't even consider Coley getting fired because we thought he did a really good job in Houston this year. How surprised are you by this news? I was pretty surprised. Uh, I thought this was, again, another situation where an individual set up to fail. I was pretty surprised. I I didn't see this coming. So I thought when he got hired, he would be a one-year coach. Because I thought they did this just to kind of get someone. When he got hired, remember the Deshaun Watson stuff had just come out. The Texans were getting killed in the media. They hired Coley. I thought it was a one-year thing, but he did such a good job this year. I was like, they can't fire him. He beat Tennessee, the number one seed. Davis Mills has looked really strong. They're going to keep him. Apparently, Nick Casario was not interested in that, the new general manager. And to replace him, the two top names are Pat's linebacker coach, Gerard Mayo, and former Dolphins coach, Brian Flores. The reason they fired the offensive coordinator as well was they wanted the quarterback coach, Pep Hamilton, to be the new offensive coordinator. So if either of these two men are hired, Pep Hamilton is likely to be the offensive coordinator for them. Do you think those will be good choices for Houston, or is this situation unsalvageable? Well, both uh, Jack Easterbrook and Nick Cacero, uh work for the Pats, so I'm not surprised that they want to bring in connections to the Pats. Um, I didn't feel like it was a one-year hire for Cully. It didn't seem like he was going to be there like very long, but I thought it was a bad situation he was going into. Even with Deshaun there, before you heard the news about Deshaun, I still thought it was a shaky sort of situation. I don't... I wouldn't say that he did a great job. I thought he did as good of a job as I think he could have. They lost. They went four and thirteen last season, uh, and went four and thirteen this season. Um, some might see that as failure because they didn't improve, but some might see that as as a silver lining because they probably should have gone zero and seventeen. Sorry, um, yeah, zero and seventeen. Um, they went four and twelve with Deshaun, though. They went four and thirteen without Deshaun, with yeah, Rod Taylor for a few games. Then Davis Mills. There's a huge difference there. Yeah, I know. I, but I think some people see it uh, like you see it, you know, not that bad or glass half full, considering, you know, the, the turnovers uh, in, in quarterback. But some people might say, you know, like this is another four and 13 season, sorry, another four win season. Um, and, 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 you know, Aaron Reese of The Athletic wrote a, an article like a day before. I don't know if you got a chance to read it uh on on whether um the Texans should keep Cully or get rid of him. Uh and he 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 made some great points. Like remember you're coming to work for 
Cal McNair. Cal McNair promoted um, Bill O'Brien to GM and then fired him. The owner's a bit of a whack job. Uh, and, then he, and then he fires uh, David Cully a year in. So there's some talk that it's going to be interesting to see who they hire because this upcoming season in 2022 is not expected to be that enticing or or uh, a good situation because they still have Deshaun on the roster. So people were saying, or Aaron Reese was even pointing out that 2023 is, it would have made, it perhaps would have made sense to keep uh, David Cully for another year because um, it's just it's just a weird situation. Like, but he also said if you kept David Cully for another year, uh, fans might grow you know uh, restless and sort of be annoyed and and just sort of give up on the upcoming season. Uh, David Cully was seen as not being very edgy, didn't call the plays, all that sort of stuff, and you know he was a, he was a receivers guy, so they didn't have much faith in him you know, being a quarterback whisperer or being someone who could uh, help Davis Mills that much. Yeah, so apparently Deshaun was willing to go to Miami partly because he lo- he really respected Brian Flores. If Flores is the hire, do you think there's any chance that Deshaun could come back to play for the Houston Texans? I mean, no one will see Deshaun play, period. So I'll say my answer right now is no, because I don't think it's really up to Deshaun. But would Deshaun be willing to come back under Flores? Or you think... His relationship is so severed with the Texans that there's nothing they could do. Uh, if it's up to Deshaun, if he's in a situation where like he can make that decision whether he wants to play for Houston, yeah, I think it could sway him a little bit. But I'm of the mind that this is totally out of Deshaun's hands. I think I agree with you. I think the league is going to suspend him as soon as he says he wants to play again. <laughs> That's going to happen. It, it, I don't. I don't even know when we see this guy play again. I don't know if he plays next season because he didn't even get suspended yet. Nothing's really happened. Nothing's changed. Do you think, I think they would have suspended him if Houston said they wanted to play him, but yes, yeah, I have no idea, man. It's, it's a messy situation in Houston. I have no idea how it's going to work itself out. It's, it's crazy. It's like, like nothing's happened since uh, September with Deshaun's situation. We I think it was actually, rumors. Oh, last, it started like last March, right? I think. Yeah, but in terms of like, there's been nothing that has happened like to him as a member of the Texans. He hasn't been suspended. He just got, um, what was it, deactivated or scratched? Yeah, he got all his game checks. He got all the game yeah. checks, but he just, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know, man. I wouldn't want, if I was Houston, I would not have wanted to pay him to not play football. I would have yeah. suspended him and then made the NFL make a decision. But Houston's a mess, so. Man. And a coach that you said, and I think your exact quote was the coach of the year, Joe Judge was also fired today or yesterday. Uh, he was the coach of the New York Giants. He was four and thirteen this season. Or David called you said four and thirteen, get him out of here. Joe Judge, you said give him a statue in front of the building. How do you feel about this firing? I was surprised by this, not as surprised as Cully, because I thought they were gonna bring him back. Um John Mara came out, the owner, and you know, he was pretty candid. It's very interesting. I didn't know that the Giants were the tied for the worst record in the past five years. They're tied with Jacksonville. Giants have only won 22 games over five years. That's terrible. Um, but he's John Mara uh, hired Ben McAdoo that we talked about, fired him less than two years in, hired Pat Shermer, fired him two years in, and then hired Joe Judge 
and fired him two years in. It's a really bad track record in New York. The Giants are a dumpster fire. Uh, I didn't. Re- so they were four and seven when Daniel Jones got hurt, and then they lost six games in a row, and they averaged nine point three points per game in a football season. At <laughs> nine point three points per game. So I guess he had to go. Did Pat Shermer get? I thought Pat Shermer was one year. He got two years. Yeah. yeah. The Giants are a mess, man. They might be one of the most unstable franchises. It's crazy. I didn't know that they were so unstable. Like you think Eli there for so long, two Super Bowls. You think stability. Yeah. And then, yeah, you forget how bad the Giants screwed Eli at the end. <laughs> and then how the Manning curse has been on them. Just think, the Eli cursed the Giants when they left him. Peyton cursed the Colts. We got Andrew Luck, the savior, who retired at 29 to build buildings or whatever the hell this guy's doing. And uh, now we have Carson Wentz destroying my life. So the Manning curse is real. You could be onto something. Right? Look at Denver. I mean, it's not that Peyton had anything against Denver. But since he's left, like, they've been bad too. The Manning curse is real. Yeah. I just made it up and now it's real. Now it's very... God. Oh, it's terrible. What happens if Eli and Peyton leave ESPN? Is that that bad too? Disaster. The building (laughs) is going to collapse into itself. It's over. (laughs) Okay, Webb. Let's get to the playoffs. We are going to do an in-depth preview of every game. There are six games this weekend. This is Webb's favorite football week of the year. I cannot wait for this. To remind everybody, the Tennessee Titans and Green Bay Packers both have buys as they were the number one seed in their conference. Let's start with Saturday. The five seed Las Vegas Raiders are at the four seed Cincinnati Bengals. Webb, how do you think... The Cincinnati Bengals Bengals are able to win this game. So for me, uh, the Bengals can win this game because they can they can pass the football. They have three great weapons, uh, just in their receiving core: um, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon also catches balls out the backfield. They can sling the football. Uh, they're one of the best passing offenses. Joe Burrow looked really, really good this season. Uh, his first full season as a pro, it's your pick for comeback player of the year and probably uh, um, you the know, correct uh, pick, yeah. <laughs> a good number of voters. Um, so I think they can win this game just by just by scoring. Uh, honestly, Vegas is not a good defense. They can't defend the pass. And I think the Bengals can throw all day over the Raiders. And uh, this has the potential to be a, a, a high-scoring affair. I think it's the Bengals' ability to throw on on Vegas and Vegas's inability to defend the pass well. Why Cincinnati can win this game? I th- I agree with you. I think Joe Burrow is the reason Cincinnati can win this game. I would not. I think Joe Burrow is the likely MVP of the season next year. I think that's how good he is. the The Cincinnati Bengals receivers are excellent, and the Bengals win by this game being a shootout and them throwing the ball everywhere. They beat Kansas City Chiefs last week or two weeks ago in a shootout. That is how they win this game. How do the Raiders win this game? Because I think there's only one answer to this question. You know, I'm going to go first because I'm a football genius and I'm a nice guy. And the way they do that is Max Crosby 
destroys Isaiah Prince, their right tackle, Cincinnati's right tackle. He's the reason they beat the Chargers. He went, he was giving Justin Herbert constant pressure in the backfield. That line dominated. And if they are able to get to Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow could not throw to Jamar Chase. That is the only way that Vegas has a chance to win this game. They can't do it on offense against Cincinnati. Their defense has to take over. And that starts with Max Crosby. I think that's a very good point, and I agree with what you just said. In addition to what you said, I would say if Vegas can control the clock, if Josh Jacobs can run the hell out of the football, because Cincinnati has a pretty good run defense, if they're able to run on Cincinnati, that can sort of change things. That can have the defense on the field for Cincinnati for quite a long time and not allow the offense to get that rhythm and that, that, that familiarity and that, that, um, you know, that confidence. That's the way I can see them. Uh, the, the Raiders also throw the ball a hell of a lot, too. They're one of the strongest passing offenses in the league. So if they can sort of combine ground game and passing game, um, control the clock on offense, I think they have a chance. So that's how I think Cincinnati loses the game. They let Josh Jacobs get going. If the Raiders can control this game for like 38 minutes, they're going to win the game. I don't know if they could do that, but... Hunter Renfro, I heard this stat and it blew my mind. What do you think Carson, uh, sorry, Derek Carr to Carson to Hunter Renfro is on third down? His percentage of completions. That's got to be high, man. Uh... One second, before you answer, Derek Carr is like a 64% quarterback. Yeah. So on third down to Hunter Renfro, what do you think it is? 85. 91%. Oh. Hunter Renfro is really good, apparently. He's good. He's really good. And they have a good connection. and. He's been their most consistent weapon all season. Like he's been Darren Waller's Darren Waller's been gone. Yeah, so Hunter Renfro took over. And if Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, if Waller is supposed to play, he played last week but did nothing. If he's finally healthy, it could be really interesting. Really, really interesting. So the key matchup, like I said earlier, for me was Max Crosby against Isaiah Prince. I just think that telling how they do, if they if Mexican block. Chip Crosby. I think that'll tell us the game story. If Crosby's able to get home, Vegas has a chance. If not, I think they don't. What do you have for the key matchup? Yeah, so for me, it's going to be Josh Jacobs against uh, quite a strong uh, run defense for Cincinnati. Um, so can Josh Jacobs uh, go up against Larry Ogunjobi, uh Trey Hendrickson? Like, how is he going to fare against these guys? Um, can he can he control the clock? He he, had, he did a great job last week against uh, uh, LA, the Chargers at least. And and he's been strong the last few weeks. So I'm really interested in seeing how Josh Jacobs does um, for for the, the Raiders. I can't wait, man. This is, I think it might be the most exciting game of the weekend. So let's get to our prediction. As of right now, Cincinnati are favored by six points at home. Well, I'm going to let you make the first prediction for a wild card preview. What do you have to cover? Who do you have to win? Yeah, I'm very excited about this weekend. I have Cincinnati to win and cover. I agree with you that it will be high scoring. I could see this being a 35-27 uh, game, but it could be even higher than that, maybe even 37-30 to 30 for the Bengals. They played in the middle of the season. I think uh, Cincinnati won like 36-12 or something. So it was a blowout. I think Vegas is better now, but I think they may have shot their shot against the Chargers to get in the playoffs. 
I'm not sure what they're going to have left. Derek Carr's brother, David Carr, said when the Raiders win the Super Bowl this year, Derek Carr will be the most valuable player of all time on a football team, which is a ballsy thing to say. <laughs> I don't think they get there, Webb. I think Cincinnati wins this game and covers. I think this is the beginning of the Joe Burrow era in the NFL. And I think health, taking health aside, he might be my quarterback of choice for the next seven years. He, I think he's that good. He's good, and he has great pass catchers alongside. So, And they're all young. So, Really interesting. I can't wait for this game. I cannot wait. Okay. The Saturday night game, the six-seed Patriots are at the three-seed Buffalo Bills. At game time, it will be negative 15 degrees Celsius. Apparently, there will not be snow. So that is that's an important note, I think, because I they played a few weeks ago, and Buffalo won the game. Josh Allen played his best game of the year. But two weeks before that, in a snowstorm, the Patriots beat the Buffalo Bills. Mac Jones threw three times. And the Patriots ran the ball down the Bills' throat. Just to give a little back, background information on these two games. How do the Patriots win this game? I think I know what you're going to say. I think this is clear, but for me, they run the football down Buffalo's throat. 1,000% agree. That's 100%. You keep Josh Allen off the field. That's it. Yeah. And they do that by controlling the clock and just running the football. I think if Josh Allen is able to throw the ball in this, uh, Buffalo's going to win. But I think the Patriots will control the clock. Bill Belichick's been beating Buffalo for like 25 years. It's what he does. Yeah, I just think I think this is a very low-scoring game. I think it's going to be too cold to throw, too cold to catch. Guys aren't going to want to get hit. The Patriots' offensive line are just big maulers. Yeah, I think that's how Buffalo wins this game. How? Sorry, that's how the New England Patriots win this game. Sorry. How does Buffalo win this game? So the Pats have a very good passing defense and Buffalo passes the ball very well. So I think Buffalo mixes up their offense, not relying on the pass as much so they can kind of catch the Patriots off guard. Um, I think that's how they can win the game. So not relying on just one aspect of, of the game because I, I don't think you can beat the Patriots in the air. And, uh, and the Bills do a lot, of, a lot of work passing. So if they can mix it up, Devin Singletary's look very good. Last couple of weeks, he can be an X factor. But obviously, Josh Allen can run the football very well, too. Um, so mix it up a little bit so that your passing game, that's your strength, is uh, is something that you, you know, it won't be as predictable for you to, to, to use that. I think the Bills, but you're right about the passing game. If Josh Allen's able to pass, they're probably going to win. I think what the Bills have to do is get Devin Singletary involved early. If the Bills are scared to run and it's just Josh Allen running and just Josh Allen throwing, the Patriots are great at taking away what you're best at. It's what they do. It's what they've done for Belichick's whole career. Singletary needs to be involved in the pass game. He needs to run the ball and run the ball early and set his home. I think that's how they win this game. By also controlling the clock. I don't think you're scared of Mac Jones throwing the ball in the, in, the, in the cold like this, but you have to have Josh Allen involved with Devin Singletary. Run the ball, dominate, control the clock. How does the Patriots, how do the Patriots lose this game? Is it just Josh Allen? Uh, if, if their passing defense is weak, um, and to your point, if they don't stuff Devin, Devin Singletary. So I think if Devin Singletary has like a 100-yard game, that's big trouble for the Pats. 
Like if he runs a hunt for for a hundred yards, that's big trouble. Um, forcing Mac Jones to do things that he's not comfortable doing kind of hit on your that's point mine. as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I think those are probably the two the two major ones. Yeah, I think the Pats lose if Mac Jones throws like twenty five times. They won the game him him throwing three passes. I think they have to do maybe not that extreme, but people forget because he went to Alabama. He's a rookie quarterback starting his first playoff game. There's going to be some nerves. Playoff football is a different animal. And I, I think they have to let him kind of sit back there, couple throws here and there, rely on the run game. So making Mac Jones try and win this game is how the Patriots lose it. How do the Bills lose it? Um, Josh Allen is not who we would expect him to be. Josh Allen's been a little inconsistent. If he doesn't bring his A game as a quarterback, the Pats will take advantage of that. Like the Pats and the Bills are the top two passing defenses in the league. So, you know, the Pats aren't are no scrubs when it comes to defending the pass, obviously. Um, that's how I see the Bills losing. Also, uh maybe relying too much on Devin Singletary if it's not working. <laughs> I know what you mean, yeah. I see what forcing if, it's, it? if it forcing it can be a problem. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I think the Buffalo Bills lose the same way you do. If Josh Allen isn't Superman, this is going to be a freezing game. Uh, I believe it was Bart Scott recommended Josh Allen take Viagra to the colds. That's a real thing he said on television today. So oh. I would recommend not doing that, honestly. But if Josh Allen isn't Superman, Buffalo loses this game. What is the key matchup? To me, it's Bill Belichick versus Josh Allen. If that's, that's what it is. If Belichick is able to outsmart Josh Allen, they're going to win the game. Uh, to me, I think this comes down to the Pats O line, but you you raise a good point with with Belichick. Like he can outsmart anyone, it seems, or outcon. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm no, turning I... people. I am. T- my niece is now a Colts fan. I am slowly changing people's minds about the Colts good. and Belichick being a cheater. It's good yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, the O line and the Pats. Like I think. They have a, obviously, they have a very strong offensive line. It's the way how you allow uh, uh, the backfield to completely dominate the game and also allow your quarterback to only throw three times. So if that falls apart for whatever reason in this game, that could be very troublesome for the Pats, at least. I agree. The Pats' O-line has to dominate. And they kind of always do. They're really good at running the ball. They are huge. They let Joe Thune walk, who was one of the best guards in football, and they replaced him like nothing changed. It's very impressive what the Pats do. So for Saturday night, Buffalo are three and a half point favorites at home. Webb, the floor is yours. What do you have for this game? Sure you want me to go? I went last time. I I will go first. You know what? We'll switch it up because I'm a gentleman. I have New England to cover the three and a half. Buffalo to win by three. I think this is a very close game. I think this is a very low scoring game. I think the final score is 17-14. That was my prediction for this game. I think this is going to be very low scoring. Uh, we are both in Canada. I have played sports in the snow. It hurts. Tom Brady was forced to cheat against the Colts and deflate gate in the snow. The Patriots are used to cheating in cold weather. It's hard to catch a ball that's fully inflated. I assume these balls will be fully inflated, but knowing the Patriots, who knows? But this is going to be a low scoring game. 17-14, and yeah, Mac Jones will throw it away at the end, an interception, a late interception to seal the game, but the Patriots will have a ball, have the ball 
driving with like two and a half minutes left. And Mac Jones will mess it up. But it'll be a close game till the end. If the Pats are driving, being down, oh, I don't feel good about that. But I have the Patriots to win and cover this game. I agree that it's going to be uh, low scoring. But I think it'll be fun because of the legacies on the line. Um, sorry, I shouldn't say legacies on the line, but just the storylines. If Josh Allen is booted out in the first round, that looks bad. And if Belichick is booted out first round, it's kind of interesting because it's like, you know, what's what's the the success rate without Brady? Those storylines may start to uh, rise up. So we'll see what happens. But I have the Patriots to win a cover. I would not be surprised if Belichick wins this game at all. Like, yeah, I would not bet on this just in case it starts to snow on Buffalo and it totally screws everything up. Nighttime is really cold. And yeah, I, I just think Mac Jones being a Florida, Alabama guy will not be used to the cold like Josh Allen will. That is why I had the edge here, but it's going to be an interesting game. I can't wait. Okay. Let's go to Sunday web. The evil Tom Brady is playing at home against the scrappy Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are the seven seed. Tampa Bay are the two seeds. How does Tampa Bay win this game? So for me, it's really easy, and this may sound stupid, but I think if Tampa can hit, let's say, 35 points, there's no way they lose this game. I, yeah, that's 100% accurate. I, Tampa can get to 35. There's no way Philly can. But I, I, we kind of agree on the same thing. My way Tampa wins this game is just Vita Vea shutting down the run game. Philly have thrown the least passes in the NFL this year by a percentage. Jalen Hurts is not a terrifying quarterback throwing. He's a terrifying quarterback running. If Vita Vea can stop him from running the ball, the Buccaneers win, I think, really easily. That's how Philly wins the game as well. Jalen Hurts dominating with his legs. If he can make like two passes, big time plays to Devontae Smith, they have a chance. But they have to dominate with their legs. Ground control, 38 minutes, 40 minutes of control over Tampa Bay. That's how Philly wins. Did you have that for Philly as well? Yeah, they're the number one rushing team in the league. They're really a one-trick pony. Um, if they can run the football on Tampa, they can control the clock, and it's going to be trouble for Tampa. But if Tampa can shut the run down, like you said, like this game's over. I also I also think that if it is close, I just, I just feel like Philly sort of um, – Runs out of steam after they hit like twenty-seven points. They <laughs> if they if it's low if if, it's, if Philly's facing a team and 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 they're up twenty-three to, to twenty, I think Philly wins that game because they can run the ball and and, and eat the clock. But when it's these high-scoring games, I don't trust this offense. Uh, you know, to 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 be versatile. So I think Tampa wins this. You know, it's kind of crazy. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to say, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's the close game. It's kind of crazy that for 20 years, Brady's been terrorizing the NFL. That he's the guy that's always going to come at the last second and make the play. Except for against Philly in that Super Bowl. They're not scared of Tom Brady. They beat him already. A lot of the guys are gone, but a lot of them are still there. The defenders, a lot of them are still there. Sure. They've done this before. They've beaten him before. I mean, Brady did put up like 40 points in that game, but... They put up 45. It's they're like they're like the one team that isn't scared of Tam, of Tom Brady, which is kind of interesting. You raise a good point. That's true. So how do the Eagles lose this game? Is it just Tom Brady being Tom Brady, cheating and whatnot? Yeah, or they try to sling the football, which is not their strong suit, and they turn it over a lot. 
because Tampa has a good pass defense. Yeah, I think that Tom Brady is going to score seven points real quick. And I don't think Philly can play from behind very well. If they're down 14 nothing, I think the game is basically over. But yeah, it's good. I really hope it doesn't happen. But I think if it's 14 nothing, there's nothing they can do. I think Philly has to throw, then they're just playing in Tampa's hands. Yeah, I agree. Okay. What is the key matchup to you for this game? It's Jalen Hurts, I think. Um, and that sounds like pretty cliche, but I think Philly would go as far as he carries them. Other teams, you can make up for mistakes with the QB, with the running game, uh, with the defense. But I think I think he's the heart and soul right now of this team. I don't think he can be mediocre or fine and this team win or do well. Jalen Hurts is one of the quarterbacks I root for the most. He seems like such a good person. And Tom Brady just seems so inherently evil that I'm really rooting for Jalen Hurts for good to overcome evil, basically. That's what we want. Yeah. I think this game comes down to the Patriots offensive line against Philly's D-line. Brady does not like getting sacked. He is 44 years old. Fletcher Cox still plays football and is still terrifying, but the the Bucks have one of the best lines in football. If Fletcher Cox can disrupt, Brandon Graham can get home. If they can get home against Tom Brady, they have a chance. That's the matchup to me. The defensive line against the Pats, the Bucks O line. The Eagles need to dominate that matchup, and I'm not sure they can. But I think that is that is the key matchup to me. Webb, I gave the last pick. You are up. Tampa Bay are favored by eight points at home. What do you have for this game? Yeah, I think Tampa gets this pretty easily. Uh, I could see it being like a 34-24 final, but maybe Philly doesn't even score that many points. Um, so I think Tampa wins and covers easily. So part of me thinks that you are correct. And then part of me remembers last year, wildcard weekend, Washington, almost beating Tampa Bay and Jalen hurts like really being able to control this game. I had Tampa to cover. I'm changing that to the Eagles cover the eight, but Tampa Bay wins the game. Brady in the last two minutes is cold as ice, like as hard as ice cold too. So I just think that Tampa, that the Eagles keep this kind of close ball control. And then a late touchdown to Mike Evans, the Buccaneers win 27, 24. Something like that. I think this is a closer game than we think. Oh, God. I hope that's true. I really do. <laughs> okay. The next game, Sunday at four. The six seed 49ers are at the three seed Dallas Cowboys. Webb, how do the 49ers win this game? Uh, defense and running the football. Not allowing uh, Dallas to throw on them. Dallas is one of the best passing offenses in the league. Uh, you know, not allowing CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper to score and then just controlling the clock. I agree. Uh, San Fran is going to run the ball down Dallas's throat. Dallas has a good defensive line. They have a lot of takeaways. They are good at turning the ball over. Lord knows Jimmy G likes throwing an interception or two at some inopportune times. So you just run the ball like 35, 40 times in this game. Four yards a clip. Dak can't throw if he doesn't have the ball. CeeDee Lamb can't make big plays if he can't catch. San Fran has to dominate this game to win the game. They have to run the ball. Williams, their left tackle, Trent Williams. I couldn't remember his first name for a second. Trent Williams did not play last week because of injury. He has to get back. He is the best left tackle in football. With him, they are able to do things in the run game. They cannot with him there. To win this game, San Fran needs to dominate the run. How does Dallas win this game? I think 
I touched on it and you touched on it. Um, Dak being able to have his way, not experiencing too much pressure from San Fran's defense, getting into a rhythm, but also that Dallas defense pressuring Jimmy G and, and forcing him to make mistakes, creating turnovers. If they can do that and rattle and confuse San Fran, I think Dallas is in a pre- in pretty good shape. I think Dallas has to run the ball themselves. They have Zeke. They paid him a lot of money. They needed to control the clock like San Fran does. Because if San Fran gets the ball, you're not getting it back for eight minutes. Zeke needs to run the ball a lot. You have an offensive line. You paid a lot of money to these guys. You have Zach Martin, one of the best guards in football. You have Leal Collins, one of the best right tackles. Tyron Smith's back. You have to play this game kind of like your San Fran. Do not play. Do not throw the ball 50 times to win this game. Let Zeke run. Four yards a clip. The issue is their head, co- their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, he wants to get a head coaching job. You get head coaching jobs by winning 45 to 10. Big scoring games. I'm not sure he's going to want to run the ball 30 times to win this game, but I think that's how you do it. How does San Fran lose this game? Uh, defense collapsing. I think I think uh, not forcing any turnovers, giving up the ball too much, so not protecting the ball. Because like you said, D- Jimmy G is not the most proficient uh, or, or, or one of the elite quarterbacks. If he's making mistakes, if they're if they're turning over the ball, or if they're not able to run the football as much as they should, like if Dallas is really clamping down on that defense, or if they're forcing turnovers, stripping guys, um, I I think San Fran will be uh, out of out of sorts, scoop, and won't be able to win this game. I hate when you say things like that. It makes me angry in my heart. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I think San Fran loses by relying on Jimmy G to win this game. If you have Jimmy throw 45 times, Debo Samuel is maybe a top five receiver. George Kittle, to me, is the best tight end in football. Third of them, but short throws. Five yards are like, don't throw 25-yard passes to these guys. Trevon Diggs is waiting to pick you off. He is waiting. He is in, he is hiding behind guys. I think he had 11 picks this year. He got beat a lot because he plays kind of a wild card corner but jimmy g is waiting to get picked off and i would commit a murder to have jimmy g be the quarterback of the colts next year i would commit a murder i would murder carson wentz not to have him that's the murder i would commit not guilty in indianapolis webb how does dallas lose this game (laughs) um dallas loses this game by not protecting uh, dak uh, and by not forcing turnovers, like they're the number one uh, team in terms of takeaways that needs to happen in this game. Uh, and, and, and not stopping the run. If you let San Fran run all over you, then that's, that's a wrap. It's a wrap. That's it. Um, so I think, I think that's how they can throw away the game. You let San Fran walk, uh, run all over you. You don't force any turnovers. Jimmy G passes 14 times in the game and that's it you lose man i agree with you a thousand percent that's how you lose the game dallas has to force a turnover they've got to create a fumble they have to do something like that to get the ball out of san Fran's hands. i agree a thousand percent and that's why the key matchup to me is trayvon diggs versus debo samuel he should be guarding him all game covering him all game trying to take him away like debo samuel is electric but that's what you have to stop. I think Debo is the wild card. If Debo gets going in the Rams game last week, he had like a 50-yard play. He was the one guy that you couldn't get that couldn't 
the Rams could not let him beat him. And he beat him for like 50 yards. Webb has pain in his eyes right now, remembering this loss for his Rams. But yeah, I think it's Trevon Diggs versus Debo Samuel. That's the key matchup for me. So for me, uh, it's the Dallas D-line against the the 49ers um, offensive line. Like, So I'm looking at guys like Demarcus Lawrence, Mike, Michael Parsons, obviously. Um, like, are they able to get to Jimmy G? Are they able to get past Trent Williams? I think that can cause some disruption and um, be like a big a big point in the in the game and, and have a high impact. Dallas D-line has played really well this year. Marcus Lawrence, we thought was done after he got paid. Remember how we were killing him last year? Yeah. He was so good in his contract year, and then he got paid and then wasn't immediately. Hurt immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Randy Gregory is good now, too, sometimes. Yep. He was out of the league for years, and now he's back playing pretty well, and Micah Parsons is a wild card. So, yeah, it's he's elite. Good choice. Okay, Webb. In this game, Dallas at home are three-point favorites. What is your prediction? Sorry, it's my turn to go first. I'm sorry. You're forgiven. My, my prediction here, I have San Fran to win and cover. I have said for years, I think Kyle Shanahan is a top three coach in football. He is able to get things scheme-wise that no other coach can do. And I think Jimmy G is a good quarterback. I really do. I like Jimmy G. I always have. and. I am very underwhelmed by Mike McCarthy as a head coach. I just think he gets beat all the time. He won a Super Bowl because Aaron Rodgers was terrible. I just think Kyle Shanahan finds a way to get this done. San Fran controls the clock and they win, I want to say like 31 to 24. Interesting. So I have San Fran to win and cover. I don't believe in Jimmy G as much as you do, but I can't lie. He has looked decent the second half of the season, maybe even better than decent. Um, I can see this game uh playing out san fran 30 dallas 28 i think it's gonna be really close and i think if san fran hits 30 they have a good shot of winning the game um yeah so i'm actually really excited to see this i think this can go either way but i'm going with san fran for this one i think this is the game of the weekend by the way i think this and the raiders Bengals game are the two games i'm looking forward to most okay the sunday night game the seven seed Steelers who snuck into this playoff spot are against the two seed Chiefs. Little note, Big Ben said of 14 teams in the playoffs, we are the worst team. We have no chance to win this game. And Juju Smith-Schuster is back from IR. He has up to 21 days to be activated with a shoulder injury. I thought he was done for the year. He was back so at I. practice. He was back at practice. And Deontay Johnson said, I didn't even know he was coming back. Yeah. So the team had no idea. This is crazy. Well, I think we're going to be a little quicker with this game. Uh, Kansas City are favored by 13 points. I would be shocked if they did not win this game. And I think pretty handily. I think the Chiefs have to play like the Chiefs to win this game. If they're able to throw, get Kelsey involved, Tyreek Hill, put up points. If the Chiefs get to 25 points, they win this game. How do the Chiefs win this game to you? Honestly, uh, their offense, I think... Your boy Clyde Edwards-Alaire can be key in this game because Pittsburgh cannot stop the run. So if they can get him going early and he looks good, that will allow Mahomes to get uh, Tyreek Hill involved easier, Travis Kelsey involved easier, um, and it'll have Pittsburgh's defense uh, questioning what's happening next. 
So I think I think the Chiefs should just run the ball down the throat of the Steelers because they can't they can't defend the run at all. Nor can they run the ball. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did not practice today. So he was injured on Wednesday at practice. He was limited. He did not practice today. But apparently they think Edwards-Hilaire should play Sunday. But there's no guarantee as of yet. Darrell Williams is his backup. And he looks better than Clyde. And that hurts my heart. Because I loved Clyde so much. Yeah, he doesn't. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire does not look good. No. How does Pittsburgh win this game? I think this is pretty. This is pretty easy question. Pretty easy answer here. It's one name. Yeah, three letters. Ben. No, those are not the letters. TJ Watt. TJ oh. Watt is how Pittsburgh wins this game. Not for me. For me, it's Big Ben. If Ben, because this is why I say that the Chiefs are a pretty solid defense. They've looked pretty good. Um, they're a pretty good passing uh, defense and. If Ben can, I mean, TJ Watt's going to be TJ Watt, but if Ben can actually be decent in this game, if he can have one of like the best game of the season, Pittsburgh will score more than 21 points. TJ Watt is really good. And I think if TJ Watt gets to Mahomes, has him, you know, seeing stars, that, yeah, that can impact the game as well. But I don't know if that helps. I don't know if that helps Pittsburgh to win. So the reason I said that was the, the reason that Tampa Bay beat Kansas City in the, in the Super Bowl last year was they just destroyed Patrick Mahomes. Constant pressure. He was running for his life. I think they put up nine points in this game. Big Ben can get to 10. TJ Watt tied the sack record this year with Michael Strahan. If TJ Watt destroys their right tackle, Andrew Wiley, it'll be a long, long day for this Kansas City offensive line. And I think TJ Watt is up to the task. He is the defensive player of the year this year. He he is maybe the second best defender in football behind Aaron Donald. If he is able to ruin Patrick Mahomes' life, Pittsburgh has a chance, and they could win this game like 14-13, 14-10. I think that's unlikely, but that's how they get it done. Webb, what is your prediction for this game? I have the Chiefs to win, but I have the Steelers to cover. Um, I think the Steelers' offense is going to put up sort of one last hurrah. It's the last game that they'll play with Ben. So I can see this being more like a 34-23 final. But I think 13 points is disrespectful for the Steelers. And um, yeah, I still have the Chiefs to win, though. That that doesn't change my mind about the Chiefs winning. I have the Chiefs to win and cover the 13 as well. But if this is a low-scoring game, Pittsburgh wins. If Kansas City does not get over 20 points, Pittsburgh wins this game. I think they do. But if they keep it low, Big Ben is going to make a play at the end of this game. Najee Harris is going to run over somebody. I, I don't think Big Ben is capable of keeping this close. I think Mahomes has looked like a different quarterback over the last seven games than he did the first 10. I think this is the blow, and I think this is going to be like the first. They played a few weeks ago. Kansas City killed them by like 25 points. I think this is like that. But if it's if it's a low-scoring game, Pittsburgh wins this game. I mean, I can't wait. God, I, think- I love the playoffs. Rep. I love the playoffs so much. Yeah, it's it, it's going to be fun. It's one game. You know, the historic matchups don't really factor in now. It's a, it's one game. Like, I think Ben's going to want to go out better than a playoff dud. I think Pittsburgh will put up a fight. I hope you're right. Big Ben has been a joy to watch these last 16 years. Okay, Webb, the Monday night game, the first time is the Monday night playoff game. The five-seed Arizona Cardinals are at your four-seed Los Angeles Rams. How does Arizona win this game against your Rams? Give them the game plan, Webb. Tell them how to beat your team. Uh, Arizona does not punt the football or punts it very uh, rarely. 
So basically, they need to be a well-oiled machine and score in every possession. I think that's how they have to just outgun the Rams, honestly. Avoid Jalen Ramsey. Kyler needs to be on ice skates, have his head on a swivel, watch out for Vaughn Miller, watch out for Aaron Donald. Um, I think I think that's how they do it. Uh, watch out for Floyd, you know. Um, but they need to outgun the Rams. They need to score a lot more than the Rams. I mean, any team does. But if they can be a very efficient offense and not punt the football, they're in for a, for a, um, a good showing on Sunday. So the Rams and, and Cardinals have played twice this year. The Cardinals won the first game, 37-20. The Rams won the second game, 30-23. So it's not, this is not a matchup where I think one team has a clear edge. I, I agree with you. To win this game, Arizona needs to just have the ball the whole time. They can't punt. They need to score as much as possible because the Rams are going to score a lot of points. I think it's Kyler has to limit mistakes. If you look at the first like seven weeks of the season, Kyler was a potential MVP candidate. And consistently on these teams coached by Cliff, their teams are worse in December and January. They fall off a cliff. I think Kyler's body is not big enough to withstand the constant beating of a 17-game schedule. To win this game, Kyler has to play like Superman. He's got to be back in Texas. He has to forget it's January. And he has to dominate. If Kyler is the best player on the field on Sunday, the Cardinals have a very good chance to win this game. How do the Rams win this game, Webb? So similarly to what you said, Matt Stafford, he has to be damn near perfect because Stafford's look like Detroit Stafford over the last few weeks. He needs to not give away the ball like how he's been doing. It needs to be more accurate. I think. Uh, I sorry. I think I, I, another factor is is uh, big playmaking from from the defenders on the Rams. Uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, needs to be on point. Aaron Donald needs to get to Kyler Murray. Um, and I think Von Miller needs to be all over the field. I think the Rams win this game if Matthew Stafford does not turn the ball over. Uh, he has looked very weird recently. He has like six interceptions in the last three games. I think been throwing the ball away. If he can stop that, hit Odell, hit Cooper Cup for gigantic plays, the Rams should win this game. The Arizona defense is not great. It's not bad, but it's not one of the best five defenses in football. They're really good at rushing the passer. I think you can throw on them a little bit. Marco Wilson, their number two cornerback, I don't think is great. It's a young guy. I think Cooper Cup can beat can beat Byron Murphy. If Matthew Stafford limits mistakes, the Rams should win this game. How did the Rams lose this game, Webb? Uh, Stafford. Um, Thousand percent. Yeah. If he, I think if Stafford throws over, I'll say over two picks, and I don't even like two. No. If Stafford has more than one pick, I think the Rams can lose this game. Um, I'm very concerned with his decision-making and his ability to protect the football. Uh, I think that's how the Rams and and sort of touch on what I said before, um, not stopping the the Cardinals from controlling the clock and 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 forcing them to punt, not forcing them to punt. I agree. I think Matt Stafford, if he throws two picks, the Rams lose. He has to control the ball. He, thing is, sometimes guys like him who have the gigantic arm never think there's a ball they shouldn't throw. They just have so much confidence in their ability. They think, oh, I can do this. And sometimes you can't do it. And that's how the Rams lose this game. Stafford has too much confidence. He messes up. And Isaiah Simmons picks him off. Byron Murphy picks him off. Buda Baker does something crazy, which Buda Baker can do. 
Buda Baker might have the play of the year still. Was that, was that this year or last year, actually? When he, chased down, when he chased down number 14, Metcalf, on the Seahawks. Oh, yeah, that was last season. He has the best play of the last two seasons. <laughs> Crazy play. The Seattle was good that season. Yeah, that's right. They were really good that year. And then Russ became terrible. How does how does Arizona lose this game, Webb? I'm going to say not capitalizing in the red zone because they can score really easily in the red zone. They were automatic when they were the top team in the league. Um, so they have Chase Edmonds. They have John Connor. They are the number two team uh, in terms of rushing touchdowns. So they this kind of ties into their efficiency on offense. But if they can't score in the red zone, I think they're done. I think they lose. That is the same thing for me. So James Conner did not practice today. Chase Edmonds was limited in practice. Edmonds thinks he'll play. Conner did not play last week. We'll see if he plays this week. I think if they don't have like 35 carries between them, that's how the, that's how the Cardinals lose this game. I don't think they can compete without DeAndre Hopkins in a shootout. shootout. The Rams just have more guns. But if they keep this kind of close, control the ball with James Conner, all he does is score touchdowns. I think he has like 18 touchdowns this year. It makes no sense because I saw him play football in Pittsburgh. I knew what he was, and he's not that guy anymore. It's crazy. Yes. James Conner and Austin Eckler are the reason. Those two are, the, are, are responsible for me even making the playoffs in fantasy football. How did that work out for you, though? I made the playoffs. <laughs> Good answer. What do you think the key matchup is in this game? Oh, by the way, JBJ Watt is supposed to be back on Sunday as well, uh, just as an aside. Uh, the key matchup for me, honestly, so, so for, Sorry, before, does that matter anymore? And I, I mean that genuinely, because I, I do not know. I don't know how much of an impact it will have. But it's interesting, because it's kind of like Juju Smith-Schuster. I thought when they say you're done for the season, I didn't think that they meant you can come back during wildcard weekend. I thought J.J. Watt was out. Like He had like 16 injuries. Um, I don't understand how these guys are doing it. Yeah. Derrick Henry had a list Frank issue, which ruins guys' lives. He's back yeah. in eight weeks. This doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand what they're doing. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out next year when there's uh, testing. But HGH. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> yeah. To me, honestly, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey and Hop. Jalen Ramsey against Kyler Murray. Jalen Ramsey, I think, is a big, big um, factor in this. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in football. He is the guy, if I was starting a defense with a corner, he'd be the pick. He is basically the prototype. So I see why you think that is the key matchup. That makes sense to me. Sorry, I... one, one second. Um, I know DeAndre Hopkins is supposed to be out for this game, but I had a feeling that he was going to come back, but I think he's officially ruled out. They said the earliest he can come back is the NFC title game, apparently. That's what I saw. But I I think the key matchup this game is Cooper Cup versus Byron Murphy. And if Arizona thinks they can single cover him or they put two guys on him, if it was me, I would have Buda Baker and Byron Murphy, double coverage, Cooper Cup, take him away. I think without him, the Rams offense will stutter. Sony Michelle does not put fear in my heart. Odell Beckham in the playoffs, I don't think that scares me either. 
he's been really good for them at scoring touchdowns, but I, I'm not scared of him right now. So I would try and take Cooper Cup away and then let anyone else beat me. I don't think they could. That is what I think the key matchup is. Good call. Okay, Webb. So Arizona at the Rams. The Rams are four-point favorites at home. Give me your prediction for your Los Angeles Rams. I have the Rams to win, but Arizona to cover. I think this is going to come down to the wire. It's going to be a high-scoring game, I predict, but I think the Rams will win ultimately. Is this a Matt Gay field goal for the victory kind of game? I think so. Or it's Kyler driving down the field and the Rams defense stops him. I see that being very possible as well. I, I like Kyler Murphy, Kyler Murray quite a bit, but for some reason, he does not scare me at all in January. I just, in the last five games he lost to the rams lost to the lions lost to the colts beat the cowboys lost to the seahawks in a game they needed to win that's one in four in the last five weeks they are going the wrong way i just i saw carson wentz beat this team on christmas day carson wentz couldn't beat jacksonville two weeks later i just and that game was in arizona the the cardinals are much better on the road for some reason but i think the rams win this game and cover the four i think this is kind of a blowout i think this game's over pretty early i don't think the rams can sorry i don't think the cardinals can score like that i think the rams win by 10 34 24 something like that this game i think this is a 10 point game to me hope to god you're right webb i predicted joe judge will be fired i am a football genius you should know this by now what i do baby do you, I have a question for you. Do you think sure. uh, Andre Hopkins is done? Like, is he going to become Julio now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever a receiver acts like this, they're never good again. I think that's what you have to start remembering. When you become like, I want to trade. I demand this. I mean, I demand that. When you get to the next place, you're never as good. I think you have to remember that going forward. Because I thought originally he would be amazing with Arizona with with Kyler. And he has not. He has been hurt constantly. I think receivers like that, when they're the second team, it's not a good look for them. He got paid a lot of money, new contracts, new injuries. What happens? And I love Hop, but let's not forget how petty he's been too. Wasted no opportunity to make fun of Houston and to bring up the, the trade um, where he thought he was, he was traded for like pennies or peanuts, I should say. Um, I mean, he was, but <laughs> he was, but he was just like super petty about it and like mentioning it like every other week. I mean, those things follow you sometimes. Those karma those is real. Yeah. Karma is real. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Web, I cannot wait for this weekend. And you have taken unusual pleasure in coaches being fired recently. It's your favorite thing. You like to bring negativity in the world. So before we get out of here, I just want to say one really positive thing I saw this week in the NBA. The Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant, went into the stands yesterday or two days ago. And there was a guy wearing a Steph Curry, a young child wearing a Steph Curry jersey. And Ja gave him a look. It was kind of a thing online. So for today's game, Memphis said, if any kid under 12 brings an opposing player's jersey, give it to us. We will give you a brand new John Morant or Jaron Jackson Jr. jersey. And two tickets to the game. This is a genius way to bring new fans to the stadium, to the arena, to get new fans to love Ja. I love this move by Memphis. Great idea. Great job, Memphis. I love what you're doing there. Great idea. Really good initiative. Now, do you get to choose whether you're getting the Ja Morant jersey or the the Jaren Jackson jersey? Because I obviously would want the Ja Morant jersey over JJJ. 
I don't know, actually. That's a good question. I bet I bet you they're giving out the jaw ones first, and when they run out, they'll give the, the JJJ ones away. Ugh. But anyway, it's a free jersey. I'd take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just wondering, like, if I saw the guy in front of me go and he got the jaw jersey, and then I got the, the JJJ jersey, and then the guy after me got the jaw jersey. Just wondering. Just just my mind just wondering. Mind with the negativity, of course. Like I just said, you like to bring negativity <laughs> in this world. <laughs> I'm pretty consistently right about that. Everybody, get ready for a great weekend. Uh, it's I'm not going to see my family all weekend. I, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. It's going to be great. I don't think they were looking forward to seeing you anyway, Coop. Sorry. That is fair. Everybody, get ready for this weekend. Please follow us on Twitter, at Rookie Phenom. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts. We are huge on verbal. I love this weekend. I love that you love this weekend. I cannot wait. Are you ready? I'm ready, man. It's going to be fun. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. We out.